Well, I get to report today on my experiences in Africa, in Uganda, and uh, I had thousands of pictures and put together a few slides and probably too many slides. So you get to endure my home movies with you today. And, uh, and then there's a video that um, we were fortunate enough to have made while we were there of our trip that will really explain it. But I wanted to uh, introduce you to the team that went. There was nine of us in total. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to Africa with my daughter, uh, which was such a joy, Megan. And then my sister, who works for Samaritan's Feet, the organization we went with, my sister is, is the one right in front of me. And uh, she is, was the leader of the group and uh, very gifted at dealing with many different personalities and keeping everything running smoothly. Um, so then, uh, you know, I knew, of course, those two. But the other six were strangers, at least to me. Everybody kind of came in pairs. Um, so I, I just kind of want to give a little shout out to the other people on the team. Jessica Bunch is the young girl in the front on the very left. Uh, she's just close in age to Megan, and the two of them just hit it off right away. Uh, they were two peas in a pot, having fun, learning some of the uh, African foot dances and things that they were doing. And they just loved working with the kids. And I got to say how proud I am of my daughter, Megan, handling some very difficult things that we saw and were involved in. Um, and she just poured out her heart and her love on those people as well. So they were a joy to be around. And we actually called Jessica the Pied Piper because most any time that you saw her when we were out, she was holding kids' hands and there was a whole string of kids following her wherever she went. So it was kind of funny. Um, Next to her is Cece, Cece Meland. Uh, she was just wonderful to be around. She had a, a heart to serve for sure. And uh, she kind of played mom, uh, especially to the boys in the back. Um, uh, so she had a great uh, endeavor for her trip. Uh, the boy in the back in the middle is William Meland. He's her daughter, her son. <laughs> is that being recorded? <laughs> Her son, William, the, the funny thing about William, he was the youngest of the group, did a great job, loved on the kids. But man, when we would pull into a, a restaurant or get to a hotel that had Wi-Fi that actually worked, he was like at Christmas time, man. He was excited. It was great. But uh, he did a good job for sure. In the middle in the front, the lady there is Lisa, Lisa Wells. She was the one of the group that had been actually in Uganda in the past. Uh, Jessica had been in Uganda in the past, but Lisa actually worked with the pastor that we had worked with uh, on this trip. Um, she had gone with Samaritan's Feet a year before and uh, was really touched by him and actually brought books back this time and organized to get a library, uh, uh, starts of a library hooked up for the school there. And she just really has a heart to see these kids' lives improved. Um, and then the, the, the two guys on the, in the back left is Grant Hurd. Uh, he was just a fantastic young man. Um, he just wants to serve God, however God would have in his life uh, in some way. And he had such a tender heart for people. Um, he's so full of life, he kind of reminds me of my son Alex, for those of you who know him. So uh, he made it fun to, to be there for sure. And uh, I will not be surprised at some point to hear that he's in full-time ministry for the Lord. He is that kind of a spirit to him. And then the last guy in the back on the, on the right there is Justin Garten. Uh, he and Grant have been friends for a long time, went to college together. 
Justin just had a maturity about him, but he was a cut-up at the same time. Uh, he liked to be the prankster of the group. Um, but he was very smart. He worked very hard. And he was such a giver. And he didn't want people to know he was giving. He had a spiritual maturity and a concern for God. And he's a young man that I think you can tell just from my words that I think very highly of. Well, I knew going it would be hard to work so closely with children with such great needs. I didn't know how hard it would be to see children missing toes because of how far they had to walk or from the chiggers. No, most of them not having shoes to do that. Many with nothing to eat. And then when we would do feeding, kids coming to get a small lump of rice with pieces of plastic, pieces of papers, or their bare hands to put this piping hot food in. Well, let me flip through some slides here real quick uh, before I show the video and before I get emotional. We were on the bus a lot and, um, and well over 40 hours for the week because everywhere we went was at least two hours from the hotel, and we were doing a lot of driving around to get to the different places. Um, the first night uh, that we got there, Saturday night, flying 20-some hours. I was up over 30 hours. I just couldn't sleep on a plane. And uh, we get there, and I met Pastor Solomon. He picked us up at the airport, and we were introduced. And, and I was kind of prepared for this, but I didn't prepare like I should have. Um, as soon as he found out that I was a pastor... Hey, can you preach tomorrow morning at our church? <laughs> and uh, while I knew that could happen and I should have had a message prepared, I didn't. And uh, so I said, yes, of course. What a great opportunity to get to do that. And the whole time my mind's thinking, what am I going to do? Because I could barely stay awake at that moment. We had another hour drive to the hotel. We get to the hotel. So I get to the room right away and get the Bible out and trying to see what God has and what's, you know, what he's going to put on my heart. And I was out. And uh, then I'd wake up and I'd try to do some more and I was out. I said, all right, this isn't going to work. So I set an alarm and I just went to sleep for a couple hours and got up. And amazingly, you know, God just laid stuff on my heart. And uh, it was a wonderful morning. They had two services there. Uh, so I was blessed with the opportunity to preach. Um, and hundreds of people there. It was, uh, it was just a really fun morning for me and a joy to get to open God's Word. Uh, one of the things I'm passionate about to get to do. In the middle there is Pastor Solomon. Um, he is what I would say in my life one of the top 10 guys I've ever met. Um, he has, he's self-educated for the most part. He has such a business mind. They're doing feedings for uh, now up to 60,000 people a day. Um, he's the lead pastor of his church, and his heart is in discipleship and uh, growing his church. He has a, a school for orphans and many, many other ministries. And one of his great needs right now, he was a pastor that lived through some horrible times when Amin was, was there and they were killing Christians and he had to be underground and he had a church going on underground. And, and now it's really open uh, to Christianity and it's growing and he is super well connected. But the Muslims are coming in in full force and building many mosques, building schools. They're going after the children, building schools, letting them come free. And uh, the needs are great there and the kids get to go to school. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing what's being provided. 
So um, his goal is, is a TV program that uh, they have because TV is becoming a huge thing now. Phones, everybody has phones, and now everybody's getting TVs there. And we know what influence TV has in our society. So he has a real passion to have God's Word, a good uh, production of the Word on TV. And, uh, and we talked through how some of that would be. So anyway... Just an amazing guy. But a lot of this, of course, was about the children um, getting to wash their feet, put shoes on their feet, do different things that we did for them. And uh, the video will show this a lot better. But I wanted to just have a few highlights of some of the kids. Uh, This was King Solomon's school um, where uh, Pastor Solomon actually his church is at. And, uh, you know, some of these kids actually had shoes which they were blessed, but you can see most of them were not in very good shape. And the kids just loved being around us. Uh, we had a lot of fun together as a group. The group bonded very well. And uh, this uh, is Vinny, and he was proud of his Baltimore Raven shirt, so I figured he can't be too smart. But <laughs> he was the guy that put together the video for us. And, uh, and you'll get to see that in a minute. And uh, working for the TV side. Did I mention we were on the bus a lot? Uh, so uh, we got to know each other very well through many hours on the bus communicating. And we were heading to the refugee camp, and here were all these baboons just on the road. And there was a whole bunch of them. And, the, of course, you didn't see the little baby on the back. And I'm pretty sure that's Dad, because every time a car would go by or get close, man, he would rear up and start swatting at the cars. Um, and I'm thinking, well, just get off the road, buddy. But uh, he figured he owned it. So we get to uh, Romanja at the refugee settlement, and uh, this is right on the border of the Congo, and uh, it's just a, a, an amazing area. This is a school classroom. No chairs, no tables in this area. Um, there are just 150 or more children per classroom, per one teacher, um, sitting on a dirt floor. Uh, some of them had concrete. They were building some buildings. Um, very little. And the way that they would get kids from the refugee camp to come to school is if you went to school, you got a little bit of food that day. So a great way to encourage them to come and do some education to change some. This is the pot of food that we got to help uh, serve and make that day. And, uh, and then they would line up and m- most of them didn't have anything to put the food on. And uh, it was just piping hot and it was uh, a blessing to get to do, but very difficult at the same time. And then we did shoes there, and there was multiple classrooms, and you know we picked three, and so they were like the the lucky lottery winners, I guess. I don't know, but they were incredibly excited about it, and we prayed with every student that we did, and that that was a difference maker, um, and not just providing humanitarian aid, washing their feet, being able to express about Jesus and what He had done, and coming as a servant, and then uh, and praying with them. Um, and, uh, and I mentioned we were on a bus a lot, but the sunsets were beautiful. Uh, and it was really nice after some of the difficult things we saw and to do to then just see this magnificent beauty of God's creation. Uh, it was uplifting for sure. Uh, so we went back to that same refugee camp the next morning because when we were going into country, uh, we had bags and bags and bags of shoes with us and uh, my sister does this for a living, and she had a fund of money to negotiate the tax to bring these shoes into country uh, as we go through customs, uh, because that's a normal thing. And you try to bargain with them to what price they're going to make you, because most of the time they don't believe you're taking all these shoes just to give them away. You must be selling them, so therefore there's got to be a tax on it. But through God's providence, we didn't have one bag stopped. 
um, we kind of split up and went through at different points. So, so we got through, and then we had uh, money that was planned to pay um, to get in the country that we didn't have to spend. So we went and bought plates. And then we went back to that refugee camp, to the classrooms that we served, and we gave them these plain silver metal plates that you know bacteria wouldn't grow on. And you would have thought we were giving them Nintendos. and I mean, they were just so excited about these plates. Um, and then there was no way they were letting go of those plates. Um, so we got to minister to a lot of kids and people. And then we went to a different refugee camp that day. Um, uh, this is actually a newer camp that they just opened up. Um, and, uh, and they have uniforms that they give the kids as they come. And we did the same thing there with uh, feeding. We just fed straight out of boxes. And, uh, and then put shoes on kids' feet. And this is a refugee house. Um, that lady has uh, four children and one on the way living in that uh, small place. Her husband in the Congo was run off by the military, and she doesn't know where he is now. Um, but uh, sunsets were beautiful. Did I mention we were on the bus a lot? And uh, we had a down day uh, after that, which was nice. And we got to do a little couple hours at a, uh, at a, to see the animals and, uh, and took a little boat ride. And I am deathly afraid of hippopotamuses. They are the scariest animal on the planet. They kill more people than any other animal, let me tell you. And, uh, and, of course, everybody on our group knew as we were going that I was afraid of hippos. So they were encouraging uh, the bus or the boat driver to get as close as he could to these things. <laughs> They're up on the hood. I'm in the back just like hanging on. And we would come close and then they would submerge. And he'd go right over top of where they're submerged. Our bus driver had half of his hip eaten from a hippopotamus. I'm thinking, you didn't learn your lesson the first time? We survived. I love elephants. We saw hundreds and hundreds of elephants. And the neat thing that I really liked about elephants is when it was time for them to come in the water, this, they'd send one of the bulls out and he would make some noise and then the hippos would scatter. And they'd get out of the way to make room for the elephants. And, uh, and we got to see tons and tons of elephants, a mother teaching her baby how to drink. Um, I won't go through all those pictures, but it was right on the equator. So the, uh, the weather was just fabulous. It wasn't too hot when we was there. It wasn't too cold. Um, so we were, it was actually hotter here while I was gone than it was over there. It was amazing. And then we went to the Redeemer house. And it was neat after going through all those refugee camps to go to this place that actually had funding. Um, they, they have people that support each child that's there. And so they have food and they get good schooling and they have some supplies. So they still have, you know, little, but uh, they have, uh, they're well taken care of there. So uh, we were expecting a lot of people there. Um, but as things happen in Africa, things don't always go the way that they're planned. So there was less kids for us to deal with there. But it was really neat because we got to be a lot more one-on-one with the kids. We didn't have to just kind of pound through and rush through everything and spend some time praying and playing with them. But, you know, kids are kids wherever you go. And they need Christ the same as we need Christ. And it was just great to have the opportunity to minister to them. This is in Jinja where that, that place is. It's at the beginning of the Nile River. That's where Gandhi's ashes were buried. And, uh, and that's the Nile River as it starts um, going, flowing north. This pastor, uh, the, the man in the back on the right, Pastor Simon, he, uh, he's a very special guy. Um, 
He lived on the other side of Ginger, which is a nicer area, had a decent home for there. Um, and God laid it on his heart to minister to the people in the slums. And he moved his wife and his kids to the slums. That's his house that he's standing next to. And, uh, and they minister there. And um, he's working with these different orphanages there. So he's the one we work through with the shoes. And he was excited to open his home to us to serve us a meal um, to where they couldn't fit in the home when we were in the home. Um, made this food outside on a fire and, and brought it in. You notice the TV in the back? Even in the slums. Um, but they didn't have very much else. And, of course, you know, we tried to be as careful as we could about if we didn't peel it and, you know, we didn't boil it. We didn't want to eat it. But we didn't want to be offensive here. And, and uh, we figured the consequences would be well worth um, this contact that we had with this pastor. So we had a lot of fun on the trip. Uh, I'll stop with that slide. And we're going to just take uh, 10 minutes here and watch a video that will really explain the trip to us.